you're listening to season four, episode number two of Tea Time, the podcast with Cassia Marina. And this episode, we are going to be diving into my year in review 2020. So needless to say, 2020 was unique, right? And regardless of what 2020 was for you, it was definitely one for the books, right? And I say that and I hope that I don't trigger anyone, but stay with me. We made it, right? If you're listening to this episode, you're here, you survived. And, you know, let's be real. 2021 could be anything. And we just have to find our ways to cope, right? I want to preface this episode by saying we need to find our ways to cope. And it's okay to know that, hey, I'm not coping well today. I need a moment. You need to have self-check-ins. You need to check in with yourself, regardless of whether this is just business-related, personal-related. You have to stop as an individual and check in with yourself daily in order to get through this pandemic. You need to also figure out what you need. And then when you figure out what you need, you need to be able to raise your hand and say what you need, right? Whether that's out loud to people or you need to like say that to yourself and be like, hey, today I need space to just sit and read a book. I need to sit and take some deep breaths because I can't do this today. Um, So it first requires you to be honest with yourself and be self-reflective. And that's funny that this episode is about reflections, right? So a bit about me. I'm Cancer, right? Uh, That's my zodiac sign. If you are familiar with Myers-Briggs personality test, I am also an INFJ. So that means in addition to being an emotional cancer, INFJ is also an emotional type. We're empathetic. We're actually empaths, I should say. We're empaths and we really do feel off of other people's energy sometimes so much so that we don't even know when it's our energy that we're feeling so for example we might feel anxious but that's not ours that's somebody else's anxiety so yeah we deal (laughs) with a lot um and we definitely need time to disconnect from the world, disconnect from people. We need a lot of alone time. INFJs are introverts. So that's what the IN stands for, right? It also means you're very intuitive. The F is feelings and the J is judging. We're judgmental and judgmental meaning that we're idealistic. We have ideals and we see the world through this idealistic way so that when people fail us, we tend to take it really, really hard. 
because we think, oh, it's supposed to be this way. And yeah. And uh, the opposite of the J is P, right? P means per, oh God, what is it? I think it means perception or perceiving. And that usually means that you're very understanding. You're not idealistic, right? So that's the best way for me to describe the opposite of the G, which is judging, right? Usually people who have the P in their um, personality reading, it means that you are usually the mediator type. You see both sides, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I personally, I know I see both sides because of the empath in me. But when we're in this situation, we feel really distraught and so forth. So that's just a little introduction and insight into who I am and how I tend to be. Right now, let me circle this back to my original point, which I kind of forgot. Okay, I remember where I was going with that. Reflective. So all my life, I'm always a type of person who is very reflective and I always tend to go inward because I really am the type of person who likes to like work on herself and try to be the better version of me. And I just focus so much on myself from the perspective of a lot of people go through life blaming the entire world and pointing fingers, but they never stop to ask themselves, what role did I play in this? And I do that so much to a fault where sometimes you just have to let go and understand that you didn't do anything wrong you know, whatever that person is going through has to do with them and has not much to do about you. And sometimes we don't give ourselves enough grace. So anyway, not to go off on a tangent, the point is, you know, reflections, right? You have to check in with yourself. And if that's something that you're not in the habit of doing for your mental health, please do that, right? So onto my 2020. So I started off 2020. It, it was weird. But um, January, I, if you go back and you listen to the first episode of 2020, I would have bought my car. And, you know, the whole backstory of that, it was like a huge milestone for me. So it was really like a big accomplishment. I told no one. I just went to the bank and decided, let me try. Because when I tried the first time, which was in 2017, yeah, it just didn't happen, obviously. And if you've ever tried to apply for a loan and, you know, the the up and down, it's it really is a lot of emotional stress to go through the process and then you get denied. So I did what I needed to do in order to be successful in 2020. And if you want to learn all about that and credit and debt and how I did all of that, I documented that in the episode that says how I manifested, blah, 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 right? So you could go back, you'll find it, you'll listen to it. 
So 2020, I started off on a high with that accomplishment and I felt really good about myself. And for some people, they might think, well, that's not a big deal because like for you, it might be a big deal if that was like you you grew up with your parents and, you know, from 16, you probably had access to a vehicle and blah, 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 blah. But when you live the life that I lived, that was a huge accomplishment because I worked my ass off for it. So I started off January with that. But I also was tending to some wounds coming out of 2019. You know, they, you know, when you are, it's essentially being ghosted and not really understanding why and what happened. So ghosting, regardless of the situation or the type of relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, platonic friendship, or business relationship, or a bit of both, ghosting by anyone is never really pleasant especially for an empath and my type of personality. But anyway, that's how the 2020 started. But then to add insult to injury, I had to fire a client, somebody who is very popular and, you know, a lot of, and liked by a lot of people. And, you know, I really tried, you know, and you've, when you you value relationships like in business you go into business and you hear it all the time build relationships build relationships and i just didn't expect that to go down the road that it did and that had me a little bit traumatized to be honest it shot my confidence even for a bit because it was like what the hell right so I had a lot of mindset stuff to deal with I had a lot of things to work with inwardly and that's how that started and then I didn't have that I didn't have the support that I was used to having in terms of like we all need people to lean on and when I was going through that I had to work through it on my own and you know what, you know, that's in the past and I'm in a better place now, clearly, because that was a year ago. But the lesson from that is, one, business is business, regardless of the relationships. Do not create custom packages for people thinking, oh, well, yeah, because it's you, I'll create this custom package for you because this is what you say you need. No. The price is the price. This is the package. Either you want the full thing or find someone else. And because of having experienced something that was so unideal, right? Because I have something I like to call my unideal client, right? Just like you have your ideal client avatar, it's also good to identify your unideal client. And having been through that, I feel like it needed to sting in order for me to learn to never compromise. So that was my lesson. I started 2020 a bit bruised. Um, 
And then I decided I don't want to work with clients. And I, 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 I laugh because now that I'm laughing at myself, like, oh my gosh, I, I had a tantrum and I didn't want to work with clients, but I was not feeling fulfilled for a very long time. And I mean, by the time I get to the end of my 2020 review, it will make sense that I just didn't have the right business model. Like I needed to pivot away. I found my sweet spot by the end of 2020, right? So for a very long time, I had been always trying to get my course up and running streamlined. So I'll do courses here and there, launch them, but it wasn't a major part of my business model just yet because I was always working on client work and, you know, client work comes first and putting a course together, marketing it, launching it takes a lot. And you have to focus on the income stream that's actually paying the bills, right? And that's usually the one-on-one -on -one clients. So I had, what was I saying? So I took a moment, right? Because I had planned out my entire year, how I wanted to roll out each course and how it would build on, on top of each other. And like I had planned my year to a T. Then February came and gone. Then I launched, well, I launched, I did, I did my, I did a course and that went well. Then I did my graphic design online course and that sold, but smack dab as I was launching that and promoting that, the coronavirus happened and we went into lockdown. And then as we went into lockdown, I got a sale at the last minute because it turned out this was the perfect time for people to join a course because they had nothing else to do. And it was a great time to like get their graphic still, skills on point. So I did that and, you know, I just remained calm. <laughs> I remained calm and I took a lot of my free time that I had during the month of March to just really focus on my content because that is how I started the year. I just wanted to focus working on my business than in my business and working in my business is one-on-one -on -one work as well. So I was really happy to be able to work on my passion projects. And honestly, the quiet and the still of lockdown allowed me to just wake up every day and create. I woke up every day and I would just write a blog. I would record a video and edit. And I, it just felt so good to have space to do that. And I feel like that energy combined, of course, with the pandemic, well, from the time, I think it was, so it was March, April, May. Somewhere around May, everything just started to boom. Inquiries just started coming in. But I told myself I would still take on clients very selectively, and it had to be something that I wanted to do, not just because, okay, well, you know, you want something done. Okay. Yeah. No, I was, pre I just had a mindset. I'm not working with clients, but once you pass all of my criteria, I'll take you on. And it just so happened that 
some really good high quality projects came my way and just really good just really great clients they were easy to work with the projects were nice and delightful and you know things was just picking up i was so busy at a point in time and it was good like i like being busy but i don't like being burnt out <laughs> so that i had to balance and then eventually you know for those of you who follow me on instagram you know i just kind of had to run away at a point in time and head to tobago as soon as you know um lockdown restrictions allowed and somewhere around that july august period i realized wait it's really important to look at what works well for you and i really sat and i took stock of how so I had to pivot, right? The pandemic, you had to pivot. I think a lot of people had to pivot. And while I had my mindset to launch, sell digital products, which was Squarespace, website templates, and courses, like I just wanted to sell digital products. I didn't want to work for clients because it just felt like I was not the boss and I was just taking directions. And I didn't like that. So I felt like the only way for me to step into CEO mode was to sell something and not take people's orders. So when I stopped and I think about me selling, in order for courses to be lucrative, you have to sell a lot of it. In order for it to pay the bills, you have to sell a lot of it. And what I found is I do well in in-person events, right? as much as I'm resistant it. And it's funny, the irony, because we're in a pandemic, there's no face-to-face, -face, right? But I realized I do well in face-to-face -face interactions. I sell faster, well not sell, I convert faster when I meet people in person. I've had people who I've met in person abroad who've been, who have, become clients and I asked myself would that have happened for me in an online business space right I that is what really signaled to me wait is it because I met this person in person and we you know we vibed we connected right there's something about in person that is magical right yes I know I'm saying this and not because I am promoting or advocating for in-person experiences doesn't take away from online being an, an, an advocate for online business. And that is something that it took me some time to come to terms with because it kind of shook me a bit in terms of my identity. I was like, what does this mean then? What does this mean for my stance on online business? And then I realized, no, you can still be an online business with in-person experiences right and it took me a while to really figure out how to come to terms with that but when i did i did because 
I realized that in-person experiences does not take away from online businesses because as I started to go down this rabbit hole. So anyway, I realized in-person does well for me. And, you know, as an introvert, large gatherings really make me unwell, right? There's a term for it. But I realized I can handle small, intimate experiences. So I started to think. I was like, okay. And I started to really ponder, okay, a lot of times people tell me I have a very warm and inviting, you know, kind of cozy vibe about me. Kind of like, you know, when you invite someone into your home and I'm very nurturing by nature, I was like, hmm, how can I inject that into my business? And that's when I discovered VIP intensives. And I talked about it with a business friend, right, from a mastermind I was in back in 2017. And of late, we started reconnecting and we would have these little Friday wind down dates. So I was telling her about it and like one conversation started to build and it started to build. And then I had that, and then I took that information and I discussed it with my business bestie, who's also resides in the United States. And she was like, oh yeah, people do that and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, where have I been? I've been living under a rock. How did I not know of this before? Because when I discovered it, I was literally, oh my goodness, this has been the missing piece of the puzzle for me. Like for two, three years now, I feel like that was my it thing. That was my thing because I've been always trying to find the right mix that suits me and what I am about. So the lesson that I'm trying to get across here is you have to find the right mix of what works for you as an individual, right? Something that might seem like your weakness could turn out to be your greatest strength and vice versa, right? So I realized, I thought I had to be a certain way and I had to sell a certain thing. But then I realized, because I used to be like so frustrated that, oh, everybody wants me in a one-on-one -on -one capacity. Oh, why can't people just buy the course and go do it themselves? <laughs> oh, and I used to grow and I was like, oh, why do people always want to meet with me in this intimate format? But then when I realized intimate experiences, especially in person, are high level and high tickets. So it's like, okay, maybe I'm approaching this the wrong way. And I was like, maybe this is my strength. Maybe this is my superpower. So what I would give to you as your homework is what is one thing that frustrates you that you feel is your limitation and if you changed your perspective could actually be your superpower, could actually be the thing that makes you unique and sets you apart from your competition. And when I started to approach myself you know, Cassia, the brand, from that perspective, I saw everything in a whole new light. So what I did with pending projects, 
that just couldn't wrap up because, you know, people were always busy. So that's another thing. I took all of the negatives and turned it into positives. And that's when I was like, okay, people always say they don't have time. So instead of me meeting a client three to six times within a project time span and even longer than the time span it's supposed to be because you know we have our lives we're busy and the pandemic even drive the point home that it's a lot life is all mushed into one in a sense you know you have the kids you have the job you have personal life all squished into one and it's really hard to find the time to really separate everything and that's when I was like, if you could just have one day to just get this all done and just meet people in person and remove the, the barriers and the miscommunication of the emails and the, the screen and like you get a lot more done in person or even virtually because you can do virtual intensives as well. And there's a way to do that, but I wouldn't get into all of the logistics of that on this episode. But the point is, I just realized so many ways to solve a problem by shifting my mindset. So if you walk away with anything from this episode today, it would be to identify a problem, right? I know one of the things that I say all the time with you know, building a business and building a brand and really figuring out who you serve best is solving a problem. And that's what any business should be doing. But maybe you have a business right now and you're still trying to figure out your ideal business model or you find that something just isn't working. Stop and ask yourself, list out all of the things that frustrate you list out all of the things that your clients complain about and then list out you know any other miscellaneous problems within your business right so when you start a business and you want to identify your services you want to figure out what problems are there in the market what problems are there within this industry how are people not currently being served and that's how you figure out your business or the business that you want to start and what you bring that's unique to your competitors. But on the back end, you can take that same exercise and apply it to your business and be like, okay, what's currently working? What are things that I hate? What are things that I want to eliminate to make things more efficient? What are things that just currently isn't working for clients that I've feel could be done more efficiently, right? And then also list anything that's miscellaneous. And that is one way to truly tweak and find your ideal business model. And you may not get this off the bat, right? You, it might take a couple tweaks, but test it, test it with a couple existing clients and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And I was just so excited when I figured it out for my business that when I started telling clients about it, it was an easy sell. It was a no-brainer. Everybody said yes, because one, I was clear, I had clarity. And two, I was so freaking excited 
that it didn't even feel like I was selling something. It just felt like, hey, this is awesome party happening. Do you want to come? And like, that is infectious. Like when you are so passionate about the thing that you have to offer people, that just exudes and people get it. And yeah, I just, I'm just like, in love with doing VIP intensive. So if you're listening to this and you're curious to learn more about it, definitely, you know, hit the link in the show notes, right? I'll put it in the show notes. It's cassiamarina.as.me to hop on a call to learn more, right? And when you're scheduling your call, there's like a very short brief application because this is something that is only by application only and then i'll determine if you are the right fit for this and we will hop on the call if you are not the right fit then you would receive an email from my assistant letting you know that hey this isn't probably a good fit for you um and whatnot and we would unschedule the call but once you fit the criteria, we would meet, we would discuss just to make sure that we are a good fit. Like this is a good fit for you. This is at this point, you're deciding and asking questions. And then we would essentially have you booked there on the spot. And then we meet for our VIP intensive and you receive your awesome results. <laughs> right? So... Um, maybe in another episode, I might go over what makes, who is this for, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not sure if I want to put that on the podcast. That might be better suited for an Instagram live and IGTV video. But um, if I had to really go through my entire year in reviews month by month, this might be a long episode. And I'm trying to keep this succinct and I'm already at 24 minutes, right? So I'm going to take the next five minutes to wrap up this episode and kind of wrap up my end of the year. So VIP intensive happened and I just started to work on it on the back and I didn't even announce it yet. I just continued to work on it, tweak it, figure it out, refine, 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 refine until I invested in a high-level coaching program, which gave me a lot more clarity on how best I serve people and to package that up for my clients. And boy, oh boy, ending 2020, I ended it with a lot of clarity, I must say. I became so much more clear on my value. I became so much more clear on the best way that I serve people. And the result of that is increased confidence. So clarity, I find sometimes, you know, there are other coaches who tend to throw shade and be like, oh, this person is only talking about clarity, this and their testimonials only have clarity that. But you need clarity in order to move forward. You need clarity in order to find your path, right? If you don't have clarity on your destination, or you might know where you want to go, but you don't know how to get there, that's clarity. 
when you punch in your destination into Google Maps. Seeing the path is clarity because you're clear that, okay, that's where I want to go. That's the vehicle that I want to take to get there, right? So you, you can't move on to step two without clarity. Clarity is step one. So if you take away anything from this episode, I gave a couple exercises, which is like, you have to probably go back and listen because I really said it off the top of my head. But ask yourself in your business, list out the things that are currently not working for you, the things that you currently hate. So for example, I didn't like that everybody wanted to work with me in a one-on-one capacity all of the time, a lot of the time. Or I didn't like large workshops, experiences. So list those things and see if you're either you're looking at it from the wrong perspective or how can I approach this differently? How is this thing that I currently perceive as negative could actually be a positive thing for me and for my clients if I just look at it from a different perspective? All right, so that is it for my year in review. Honestly, this will be much longer if I go a little more in depth, but that is a quick overview of my year. It started off slow, but it was just really rich as the months built. And I experimented a lot. I even landed like a very lucrative client. And even with that lucrative client, I realized I don't want to do this. So even that gave me a lot of insight and clarity into how I want my VIP intensives to look like and what it is that I'm best at. And I really feel like I grew a lot in 2020. At one point in my business, I felt really stagnant, right? And stagnant doesn't mean that business was bad. Like business was fine, but I felt like I needed to stretch myself in terms of growth and I had to come out of certain comfort zones in order to do that. So up next is episode number three. And this one is what are my visions, plans and goals for 2021 and tips on how you can plan a successful vision for your business and your brand.